Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Should we talk about the biggest story, I think, this week? Sure. I mean, biggest for us. And that is Britney Spears spoke. I know. And we witnessed, we got to hear it. Yes, At finally. her conservatorship hearing yesterday. It was pretty shocking. Because she's been denying it, I mean, for a while or not saying anything. So it was kind of like one of those things where you're like, is she okay? Are we being pushy? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, she confirmed a lot of the beliefs that... Britney, free Britney activists and Britney fans have suspected or believed for a long time now. Yes. And there were even some shocking admissions that we weren't aware of. Yes. That were equally horrifying, such as we learned that she has been forced to wear, to have an IUD. Yes. That's crazy. And she wants to have another kid. And she's essentially not allowed to have another kid. I need like a book on exactly what went down, like how it started, how this process works. Because I know a lot of people deal with this uh, situation that aren't famous. Yes, uh, and it seems um, it seems like we 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 as like a country or as a people don't really know what the deal is with this kind of stuff and how it can happen and kind of get out of control? Well, how people, disabled people can become exploited under these conservatorships. I think, yes. I think now this is a conversation people are having and hopefully uh, stuff changes because of this. Right, because we usually only hear it when it happens to a famous person. Right. Like Britney, and I think it happened to Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, and I think it happened to Casey Kasem. Yeah. Uh, so there have been other examples. Um, and I, I'd also like to know, like, what are the what are the good things that have come from the good? <laughs> like, does it help people in are certain there, situations? Are there helpful conservatorships that, yes, that like, have done good? Did it protect them from people who were trying to exploit them and stuff like that? Do you right. know what I mean? Because I know some of them have been, like, elder abuse cases so in that situation, you can see how it might be helpful. Right. But it definitely seems like we should have more information. Yeah. So this is from the Washington Post yesterday. It said Britney Spears made a rare statement on her own behalf in a Los Angeles court hearing Wednesday, requesting that the conservatorship that has taken her finances and lifestyle out of her own control for more than a decade be terminated. Spears, speaking quickly and at times breathlessly, told the judge that she had been, quote, traumatized by the 13-year arrangement. She said, quote, I've told the world I'm happy and okay. She said but went on to describe prescription drug therapy that had left her feeling drunk, as well as mandatory twice and thrice weekly therapy sessions held in places where the public could see her arriving and leaving as opposed to in her home, as Spears had requested. So 
Brittany had said that she had felt humiliated being made to go to these therapy sessions in these very public locations because paparazzi would be waiting right. outside. So that's a stressful situation for and we, her. And we all know how the paparazzi has historically treated Britney Spears. And if I'm like correct, all of this started when she had that breakdown because of this pressure that this lifestyle was bringing her. So it's kind of like triggering that... It doesn't seem, any, none of this seems conducive. Look, and I'm not a doctor. I'm only someone who has experience with recovery, being a person in recovery. And nothing that I've heard, like she, she clearly is someone who is being traumatized. Yeah. And not, not being allowed to actually recover. Yeah, I agree. And like stand out on her own. Well, and you have to think based on what we hear, her father does not have her best interest at heart. And that's sort of the key of a conservatorship, I would think. You is would like you're hoping to get this person back on their feet. And there is an end in sight to this, right? Like, and there hasn't been. It's like this started when she was 28 years old. She's almost 40 now. When is she allowed to like take a you know, her take her have her own recovery and stand on her own two feet and manage her own money and be independent? Also, she had a huge Vegas engagement during this period. It's like, if you're able to do that, uh, clearly you have some level of competency to take care of your own life. Like, And she said as much in the statement she made, she talked about how she choreographed all the routines for her dancers. She worked her ass off. Something that was very poignant that she said, it kind of like made me really sad, was she was like, I wasn't good, I was great. Yeah. So this is like, I really, yeah, free Britney. I'm rooting for her. We're big fans of her on this show. I just would like to know what, I feel like in this situation, what I would like to see is what is, what is the thing she has to meet to end this? The judge needs to say it outright. And what is his reasoning to letting it continue? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the information he's not giving her. Like what there's there should be like a set of things she had to meet, maybe. It seems to me like there's multiple people named like specifically her dad, like Jamie Spears, like he's, you know, been controlling her for a long time. He's not like her conservator anymore. It's someone else became her conservator, right. but he still is like somehow. He's still controlling her. Uh, he's still getting money from her. Yeah, why is... See, that's the other thing. If you're her conservator, you should not be getting money out of the deal. Yeah. In like, my opinion. He made a deal to... Like, you should. You guys should listen to Kara Berry. She did a really good breakdown of it. She, oh, post, she posted it today on her podcast. I listened to it. Everyone's business but mine. And she detailed, like, some of this stuff. Kara reported, like, oh, Jamie Lynn Spears has been getting, like, $16,000 a month. Jamie Lynn? Oh, Jamie, Jamie. Jamie Spears. Okay. Sorry. Not, not okay. Britney's sister. Jamie <laughs> Spears, her father, has been getting like 16 grand a month. And he also has a... Stake. For what? To being the, for being the conservator? I think so. I mean, that's insane. And also, he has a stake in her Vegas residency. So he got like 1% of the profits from it. How do you live with yourself if you're this man? I'm sorry. <laughs> like He's a fucking villain. He is a villain. I don't like him. And it's like, if you're a parent, you do this shit for free. I'm sorry. Like, you take care of your child, and it's not a money-making endeavor. 
Yeah, and you're Dude. right. They're not allowing her to recover. There, she also she said many things that were really horrific and shocking. One of the things that stuck out to me, obviously, is that like they pulled her away from fellowshipping in Alcoholics Anonymous. Like they didn't want her to hang out with other women in recovery because they don't want her to recover. They don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't want her to have like outside influence or this is this is crazy to me that this is going on with like the biggest one of the biggest stars in the world just right in front of everyone's faces and we've we've just kind of let it happen for 13 years like I don't think I realized how long it had been going on that's that number is because it's like what it, it there should be a, like I said there should be an end goal in sight here like did she have to meet these five things go into recovery start going to therapy like whatever like meet these like levels and, she, and she's not even opposed to taking medication and being in therapy that's not the issue she did say she was opposed to the cocktail of drugs like the lithium they were putting on which were made her feel drunk she should be able to find her own cocktail but, of drugs, but, yeah. right? Like, I mean, what works for her but she's with not, a doctor. Yeah, right. But she's not opposed to meds in general. Right. So it's not like she's like, I won't take any medication or I won't go to any sort of therapy. No. But if they're making her in a state that makes her not feel 100% herself, there's something wrong there. She should be able to find the, the combination that works for her. Yeah. Like, like everyone else gets to do. I think like you said, just the fact that it's been 13 years, like that is like such a long time. Like you don't go to rehab for 13 years. Also, this is not someone who was ever even, as far as I know, in a state where she was harming herself or uh, do you know what I mean? Like as far as I know. So it's like, what was the reasoning to ever letting this happen and how easy is it to do to, to someone? Right. Well, I think, you know, in 2008, when this conservatorship was established, there may have been very good reason to have this. Right. But but maybe for 30 days. Or 90 days. Yeah, something like that. Like I was in rehab for 90 days and then I lived in a sober living house for 13 months after that. And that's a long time. But it's, you know, I'm coming up on 15 years of sobriety now. Like I haven't lived in a rehab or a sober living house in right. so long. Like I've, That's what I mean. Like there can be a p- short period of getting them on their feet in some way or getting them help that they need. Yeah. And that should be the end of it. Right. Uh, I'm going to listen to Kara's podcast to get a recap because it's like, I feel like it's been so spread out and you've heard so many different things. Right. Uh, I want to get like a full understanding. And we had Tess Barker on. She's a friend of the show. She's a friend of ours. She, her and uh, Barbara Gray, they're the founders of the Free Britney movement. We had Tess on a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was like our first mini episode. One of our first mini episodes. Like our, in the current incarnation of how they are so um, and I think they have uh, a documentary series or a podcast coming out about it soon as well we'll talk about that when it comes out right for sure so yeah I just wanted to touch on that because it was the big story yeah this week uh, everyone's still talking about it I god I just pray it's sad that, to hear it from her I mean we hadn't heard from her, her on right this. so it was like the first time we got to hear in her own words and she admitted I lied on like my Instagram posts were a fucking sham. I'm not. No, I fine. think that's what it was because it's like people were getting critical of the Free Britney movement because they're like, she's not saying anything. You guys are all in her business, and it's like it's it's. I mean, I don't want to say it's nice to know she really was suffering, but like 
I'm happy that she finally admitted it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's like that's probably the first step. Like, yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully there we'll see some changes. We'll keep you guys updated. Uh, there are definitely more like informed uh, people who know more of the details than we do. Like, um, Kara did a great breakdown today. Or go listen to Tess and uh, Barbara's podcast. They have Brittany's Graham. Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing Britney's Graham. But I think they have a bigger, in-depth one coming out. Okay, well, we'll, so we'll keep we'll, you posted. We'll keep you posted when when that comes out. The other big news that happened, someone we're not a fan of, but it was big news nonetheless, was that John McAfee was found dead in his jail cell in Spain yesterday. Now, John McAfee, he created the McAfee virus. Antivirus software. software. Right. Well, I never used it. But but everyone used, but it was on like every computer, right? It was very popular. Look, you know the name McAfee from the virus software. Because I know him mostly now from his crazy things he's posted on Twitter. Okay. I have wanted to do a story for this show on John McAfee for a long time. You have? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I had no idea. Yes. And I've wanted to do a story on him ever since I found out about his like insane life in South America. Like when he, like, look, this guy was up to his ears in all sorts of like really nefarious shit. Yes. He's Uh, a real character. He might've murdered one or two people. He definitely liked young girls. And And whales. And whales. And he also liked girls shitting into a hammock and into his mouth. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I I know you're not joking, but he had them sit in the hammock and they had a hole in the You don't need a hole in the hammock. Well, if it's a fabric hammock, you do. Oh. I was thinking it was one of those crisscross ones. No, I because I saw the interviews with the women and they said that there was a hole cut. So I'm assuming it was fabric. (sighs) And then they... When I started those... Did you see the one with the women talking? I didn't watch it. Okay. But what... (laughs) I like there's one woman said, I didn't care for it. There was something about the way she said she didn't care for it, shitting in his mouth. And I was just like, I mean, we 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 all don't care for it. Like, that's an understatement. Right. And then one woman at the end, she's like, eh. She's like, I, I wanted to get my PhD or something. I was like, well, good for you. Like, you got the money. Right. Uh, it's definitely better than the reverse, probably, like having your mouth shit in. But it's got to be hard to shit in someone's mouth. Like, I would have stage fright. I feel like I'd be Cindy Brady <laughs> in the lights. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it for a hundred grand. And then when it comes down to it, no. I'm like, that's really hard. <laughs> I would have a hard time performing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's not for me. No. So not being judgmental, but... <laughs> Look, we don't want to kink shame. It's just wild that that's what he was into. Absolutely. It's a detail that obviously we, we would report on for this show. And he... Uh, it's in line with his character. I mean, because he just went there in all aspects. Uh, yeah. I. So I do want to do a deep dive on his life at some point. We'll put together an episode. I don't know when that's going to happen. Sometime in the future, though. But yeah, of course... <laughs> Since he died by suicide, there's already Epstein like conspiracies happening, and it's almost the anniversary of Epstein's death. Oh, it is in July, right? Yeah, I, I mean, someone I can't remember. I saw this on Twitter, but someone was like, "Look, 
Jeffrey Epstein, the murder conspiracies work because he had so many rich and powerful people at like at their at his mercy. Right. That's not the same with John McAfee. He was on the outskirts of all of that high 100%. society. Yeah. So it's just not the same circumstance. I do believe that he it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he killed himself. Here's the thing, Jeffrey Epstein it's not outside the realm of possibility that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself either. Absolutely not. But it, but it is way more likely. I mean, it's it's not way more likely, but it is. <laughs> it's like, uh, I can see how that would the happen. The conspiracy theory with Epstein makes more sense. Absolutely. And I think uh, the other thing I saw was because he had tweeted some things in the past few weeks that if he dies, he he would never kill himself, etc. Um, but then someone was like, "This is his mo. He loves to stir the shit, right?" And you know, he would have done this just to get the attention and leave this legacy behind of people wondering, like, right? Uh, so who knows? He also had insane hair. Like someone you- made me laugh because they tweeted a picture of him and they said, "Miami Al Pacino." <laughs> <laughs> and in the picture they chose, he had this blonde, crazy hair, and he really did kind of have an Al Pacino look. <laughs> it's like a really bad at-home highlights or something. And it's just wild. Yeah. Like, it looks like it hasn't been washed in like years because it's just like thick and like unruly. He's very sunburnt too. Yeah. Like I don't, I he seems like he'd be that guy who doesn't believe in sunscreen. Oh, like no. not that he doesn't like to wear it. Like he doesn't believe in it. But he's also like always in the sun. Yeah, but no. he probably thinks sunscreen like will like give him a disease or something. Oh, totally. Like he ha- believes in a conspiracy about sunscreen. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'd be interested in this episode. Yeah, is he Hollywood? Well, he's famous. Well, we'll count it. That's what I figured. I was like, he's a celebrity. Look, we can stretch the limits when we want to. Yeah. If it's a good story, no one's going to care. No. <laughs> I mean, he's not Hollywood, but he's definitely... I mean, I'm sure he rubbed elbows with Hollywood people. We do celebrities, too, from all walks of life. Yeah. So so we'll do a John McAfee story at some point. Absolutely. We don't, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Here's a story that was going around the internet yesterday. Not the first time Subway has made the news for a controversy, but certainly... Oh, I saw this. I almost sent it to you. I was like, we have to talk about this. But it's certainly... Look, of all the reasons Subway has been in the news, this is like so not that big of a deal comparatively. We've we've done an episode on Subway before. Subway has been a topic around We have done a whole Jared Fogle episode. Yeah. Uh, So go listen to that if you haven't. The headline from Food and Wine reads, Subway's tuna sandwiches were tested again. No tuna DNA was found. Here's what I love. What made someone get this tested? <laughs> Did they think this isn't tuna when they ate it? it see, like, I'm assuming it's some other fish, right? Okay. Tell me. I, I read the story yesterday, and then I saw, or a couple days ago, and then I saw a tweet from someone who was like, I don't want to defend Subway, but this story is like the epitome of clickbait. It's what a blah, blah, blah. And they, right. gave, and they gave some reasonings. It might be tuna, but it might have tested negative 
for another reason. This is out of Food & Wine magazine. It said, earlier this year, two women filed a lawsuit against Subway, alleging that the Connecticut-based sandwich chain's tuna sandwiches and wraps didn't contain any actual tuna. The Washington Post reported that their attorney purchased Oh, they got their attorney involved. Their attorney purchased (laughs) tuna sandwiches from multiple Subway locations in California and then submitted the fish in question to an independent lab for testing. Although the attorney declined to discuss the exact findings with the Post, she did say that the tests were revealed that the sandwich filler was, quote, not tuna and, quote, not fish. The resulting lawsuit alleged that Subway's tuna was, quote, a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. In a statement to Food & Wine, Subway strongly denied those claims. They said, quote, there's simply no truth to the allegations in the complaint that was filed in California. Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served to be enjoyed by our guests. Given the fact that the lawsuit constitutes a reckless and improper attack on Subway's brand and goodwill and on the livelihood of its California franchisees. Six months later, a New York Times reporter followed up on the plaintiff's claim and sent, quote, more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches to a commercial food testing lab. Reporter Julia Carmel wrote that she visited three Subway locations in the Los Angeles area, ordered plain tuna sandwiches, no cheese dressing or extra veggies, scraped the tuna into plastic baggies, froze it, and then shipped it to be DNA tested. After a month, she got the results back. No amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. An email from the lab read, Therefore, we cannot identify the species. A a spokesperson from the lab suggested that either the tuna had been, quote, so heavily processed that the species just couldn't be ID'd or that it wasn't tuna. Carmel also explained that cooking the fish could have denatured its DNA, making it even more challenging to identify. Despite the test results, no one has been able to come up with any reason why Subway would want to swap tuna for something else, since tuna is a reasonably inexpensive and readily available fish. I don't think a sandwich place would intentionally mislabel Dave Rudy, the president of Catalina Offshore Products in San Diego, told the Times. They're buying a can of tuna that says tuna. If there's any fraud in the case, it happened at the cannery. Um, then the two, it says the two plaintiffs have slightly modified their claims in their most recent court filing. They are no longer alleging that the tuna isn't tuna, but are now questioning whether it's 100% sustainably caught skipjack or yellowfin tuna. Now, that's a totally different question. These plaintiffs seem like assholes. What possessed them to do this in the first place? I have no idea. I believe it's tuna. Like, I mean, I agree with what that person said in the article. What's like, why would tuna is cheap? Right. Like, why would you, what benefit does this get Subway? Also, if it isn't tuna, it's probably some other fish. I don't know what that would be. But what's cheaper than tuna? Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense. It would only make sense if there was like tuna and some filler or something, kind of like Taco Bell. Someone right. tested Taco Bell and had like oats in it. Yeah. And everyone was like outraged. And I was like, well, I mean, it's not disgusting. <laughs> it's still edible. It's still good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't like these plaintiffs. I just don't buy their, like, how are they harmed? That's what I want to know. I don't think that this is something 
of all the things, this isn't something that this company would go out of their way to be fraudulent about? No, they would be in huge trouble. Why would they yeah. do it? <laughs> it just doesn't seem... It's not like it's like they're, it's imitation lobster. I don't get it at all. Yeah. But the headline is definitely shocking. Oh, right. Of course. It's like a, it is a very clickbait headline. Right. So I don't know what the truth is. I think that these plaintiffs, I don't know what their motive is, but it was a shocking headline to read for sure. Absolutely. Like, not tuna. Yeah. What it's is weird. it? A tuna-like concoction. Who knows? Look, we're not saying it's expensive tuna. No, it's probably not. No. And our last news story, this is out of Kentucky. This is from the NBC affiliate, Channel 18 in Lexington. It says, Redneck Rave at Kentucky Park ends with 48 people charged, throat slashing, and an impalement. I saw that. They were impaled on a log. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either, but then I was like, well, it is a redneck rave. (laughs) What were they, log rolling? (laughs) Like... Kentucky is getting international attention for a recent five-day party billed as a redneck rave. Dozens of people were arrested or cited. Blue Holler Off-Road Park in, (laughs) (laughs) in Edmondson County hosted last week's event that organizers said would feature mud, music, and mayhem. It was mayhem for sure. The sheriff told WNKY that 14 people were arrested and charged and 34 people were cited on criminal charges that ranged from assault and strangulation to drug and alcohol possession. One man reportedly had his throat slit and a woman was allegedly choked until she was losing consciousness. Some who attended reported accidental injuries. That included one person who was impaled by a log that pierced the floorboard of his vehicle. Now, how did that happen? (laughs) This person was impaled by a log that pierced the floorboard of his vehicle. So he must have driven over it and maybe it had a sharp branch. I guess so. Uh, Look, it sounds like something he did that was dumb. I'm sorry. The organizer posted on Facebook that they plan to improve on the things that happened at this event and make the one scheduled for October even better. Oh, I like how this isn't even a yearly thing. It's like every few months. Yeah, like they all, this is from their post. They said, please read all of this. The concert at Redneck Rave 2021 looked like an entire city. Was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Huge shout out to the whole crew, both Redneck Rave and Blue Holler for putting in an ungodly amount of hours working in the hot ass sun from Monday to Monday. Thank you to all the artists who rocked out on stage. Afro man showing up will forever be legendary. I'm sorry. I just love that Afro man what? showed up. Yeah, what? He's not even from Kentucky. And he's not even a redneck staple, is he? I, I, mean, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think... Um, but I'm, I'm curious, like, what the music... I was curious what the music is. Is it, like, rave music? I or I thought maybe was it was, like, it an EDM. A, that's what I was curious. Or is it redneck rave like a joke and they just play kid rock or whatever? I think Afro Man has a lot of crossover appeal. Yeah. So uh, the post continues. For all the negative Nancys, we will put a complaint box by the Porta Johns next time for you. With that being said, I personally want to thank you to everyone who's ever believed in what we're doing. 
That is the reason I walk around and shake every single person's hand and tell them thank you. Um, okay, so they're very proud of this redneck I rave. I've, ne- I've never heard of this. I don't know how long this has been going on. Uh, we should have called our Kentucky correspondent, James Fritz. <laughs> Maybe he's been to the redneck rave. Maybe. Or uh, heard of it. I have never heard of it. I assumed this was the first time. It looks like... <laughs> and that was why just, there were so many problems. Just from the small picture I've seen, it's like neon lights and a trailer and like so a bunch of So they are doing the EDM type deal. I guess. I'm going to uh, have to look at the music this lineup. This seems like my nightmare. It seems like Afro Man was probably the most famous. Well, I don't know any EDM artists. I don't Pretty either. much. <laughs> if, but, but maybe it wasn't EDM. Maybe it was That's just, what I can't figure out. Maybe yeah. it was just the EDM aesthetic. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Well, let us know if you've heard of the Redneck Rave or you've gone to it. Yeah. And you liked it. Let me know if you were the one impaled on the log. <laughs> I'm dying to know how that happened. Yeah. I picture it going through a rusty floorboard while he drove over it. Yeah. And there was some stray branches or something. Right. I mean, look, and maybe this people are like, you don't know the redneck rave? This is like the biggest thing in the South. What? Yeah. Wow, you coastal elites. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, I don't know the Santa Monica rave or whatever either. Like, I don't know any of them. But this seems more unusual to me because they're trying to sell it like redneck, right? Look, rednecks like raves, I guess. That's what I'm curious. I want to know what is the primary thing. Is it yeah. raving or is it the redneck I aspect? think they're just partying until yeah. they get so it's impaled just by logs. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our recommendations. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Do you have any podcast, movie, book, music, TV shows, 
Radio recommendations. Jesus. I don't know. What do you <laughs> radio? What did you, you do this week? Um I don't know if I spoke about this last week, but I started watching Bosch. Did oh. I did I mention that? <laughs> I don't It's all been a blur. Because uh, <laughs> I've watched so much fucking Bosch. <laughs> I don't know why this inspired me. You know how you're always looking for like a little inspiration uh-huh. when you're watching TV? <laughs> so I saw that the season seven of Bosch was coming out tomorrow, I think. And I was like, I should watch all of <laughs> all six seasons of Bosch this week. Well, we have a couple friends on Twitter who watch it. Well, and I thought that you had watched it all too. And it wasn't until I started that I realized that you had stopped at some point. Yeah on the season that I'm on now. So I was like, well, finally, I'll." so I think that was my big motivating factor. I'll be able to talk about it finally with my friends on Twitter who right. all watch Bosch. Right. And then I found out that you had stopped watching it and I have no idea if our other friends still are or are over it already. Oh, I think Andy loves Bosch. But I have like... Uh, enjoyed it somewhat it's definitely a show where i'm like i'm watching it but i don't know if i'd recommend it to anyone so i don't even know if this is a recommendation but if you ran out of things it's definitely something you can watch it's a show it's a show it's a show if you have amazon prime it's free you can watch it uh so there's that and I oh I did see something interesting. This is not exactly a recommendation because I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But I just saw that a new like a spinoff of Le- Evil Lives Here has started. What? It's called Evil Lives Here: Shadows of Death. And in this show, we get to speak to the investigators and families of victims, and they discuss how the murders impacted their lives. Ooh. Which I think sounds. I started watching one episode. I just didn't get to finish it. Uh, and it was pretty interesting. So I, I, I like that hearing yeah. more from them and how it affected their lives after right. the fact, I right. think is uh, definitely interesting. And it, once again, a, a story we don't get to hear often enough. Uh, yeah. So I think that's just on discovery plus our favorite app that doesn't pay us for promotion. No, but they should, <laughs> they should. but they should, I would love to be their spokesperson. I would too. It's honestly, my favorite app. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I don't think I did. I mean, I actually have been like investigating my story for next week. So I've, I've been looking for books for a few different things that I've wanted to do. So I'll have them, I'll have maybe my stories planned out for the next few months. And some of them are hard to get though. So that's really sort of, um, forcing my hand on what I do this week because I won't be able to get certain books in time because I yeah. can't download them. Yeah. And do you know how when you're looking for these books and they're out of print and they're like $50? Oh, yes. These paperbacks? Yes. It's so it's so frustrating. Trust me, that's happened a lot before. So you, that's it? You're watching Bosch? Pretty much. I'm going to watch 2012. I told you I when I thought of watching it, it was already like 1231 and that movie is like two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't so consciousness start it's that movie so right good. now. So I'll do it when I can start watching it earlier. Oh, you know what I watched this week too randomly was the original Tim Burton Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, well, that's always good. I was laughing so hard because <laughs> I saw a tweet about Batman Returns and that's why I started watching them. That was like that was something like, I love how Tim Burton knows nothing about Batman, but he he's like, well, that's a penguin, that's a cat, <laughs> that's a bat. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's what he based the. And then when I was watching Batman Returns, like the Penguin, I don't really know his origin story in the comic books, but in in the movie, it's literally like he's a pen, he was raised by penguins at the zoo, right? Like, and he acts like a penguin, like it's pretty funny. Yet Tim Burton's Batman's, I think, are considered some of the best Batman's. Well, they're very good. Yeah, uh, in that kind of uh, more. Uh, fantasy or like they're not as like the the Christopher Nolan ones are more gritty kind of they're like dark grounded in reality yeah these are definitely more comic book seeming to me um but I'm like not an expert on that genre so I don't know I think the aesthetics in Tim Burton's Batmans are phenomenal well and I loved the um Jack Nicholson as the Joker yeah. When he said, this town needs an enema. Do you remember that line? <laughs> there was like laugh out loud. I had forgotten because I obviously haven't seen them in a while. I feel like no one else could sell that line no. without sounding comical. <laughs> I mean, it's comical in a way because he's definitely being funny yeah. when he says it. But it's like not comical and like, this is a piece of shit movie. <laughs> like It was very funny. So I started watching a show... I was so tired and it was so late at night that I literally clicked on the first thing I saw on Netflix. Wow. I didn't even read the description. I just clicked on it. Damn. This is something I've never done before, but now I'm like into the second season. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if it's a good show. (laughs) That's me right now. I'm at the dregs of my viewing. It's an old show. It was definitely network. It's called The 4400. Oh. And I was watching, I was like, is this Canadian? <laughs> it just has that vibe. You yes, know when you're like I know exactly you know, that vibe. Okay, when you're watching a show and you're like, is this Canadian? Yeah, because it's like a little bit American, but there's something a Off. little different. <laughs> something different. It's not well, you know it's set in America, but it's not it's a little uncanny valley. But sometimes I but like look, and this isn't to knock Canadian television shows because I historically have watched a lot of Canadian television shows. Historically. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I just mean like going back from when I was a little kid. Right, right. Like maybe, but I think when you know they're Canadian. You're prepared. It's different. You're prepared but, yeah, for it. When it, you think it's American. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's not a knock on Canada at all. It's just like, it's your perception. Well, and I really don't think it's Canadian, but it has a Canadian vibe. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to watch it. Like, I don't even know. I don't think I... Mahershala the, Ali is one of the stars. Oh. But it came out like this before... This before he was big. Yes. Yeah. It was like in the mid-2000s this came out. The name is vaguely familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. I feel like I remembered this show when it came out, but I'm not sure I could have. I could be making it up. Okay. But it kind of has like... It kind of reminds me of like like the plot of it or the premise of it kind of is like kind of the leftovers, but not... But it's a similar vibe, like this mysterious thing happened to all these people. Oh. Why? What is it? And it's like, I'm enjoying it. It's stupid for sure. Is it? How many seasons are there? I don't know. But okay. I I thought I was really scared because last night um, I realized that like the first season ended and it was only six episodes. And I was like, oh, did it only get it canceled <laughs> after six episodes? But then it went to the second season. Oh, so maybe it started like mid-season or something yeah so i haven't like checked anything but also i just don't want to google it because like i've already feel like i'm invested so i don't want spoilers 
Oh, and you don't want to know that it's going to abruptly end too. I will be Probably. devastated. Yeah. Of the right. 4,400. I'm not going to tell you any uh, information. I mean, you can tell me if there's multiple seasons or how I'm, many wait, seasons. I'm laughing because it is filmed in Canada. Wait, it is? <laughs> but it's not a Canadian show. Right. You want me to tell you the seasons? Yeah, well, how many seasons are Four. there? Four. Oh, well, that's good So you me. have a lot. Okay, that's good. I don't know anyone in this cast except for him. Oh, Billy Campbell, I know. And Interesting. In one of the episodes, Steve from Sex and the City was on an episode. Oh. And I was like shocked. To see him in something other. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. No. I was like, oh, it's Steve. Yeah. Interesting. I don't Look, remember sometimes, it at all. Sometimes magical things happen when you just click on a show and you're like, ah, who gives a that's fuck? That's literally something you do when you're falling asleep because you're like, like, I don't even care. And then you start watching it. That's what happened. Yeah. I was trying to fall asleep. That's so funny. And then I got invested. Okay. In these stupid fucking characters. <laughs> the 4400. That's my favorite show. The 4400. Do you know it? Maybe it has. Not a lot of people do, but I do. Honestly, <laughs> I'm curious to know if it had like a cult following. I feel like almost every show does. There's like surprisingly like every show has like a number one fan or like people right. who are like sad that it's gone. Right. Yeah. Right. But maybe this is one of those shows that like, nerds on the internet like want want to come back. I think anything that has like a little bit of a sci-fi vibe yeah, uh, can kind of lean that way to yeah. having sort of obsessed fans. Yeah, and this has like a sci-fi vibe to it for sure. Oh, can I just... I did remember something good that I, I started reading. It's not related to the show. Um, it's always hard to read other books because we, we read so much for the show, but I do love reading. Uh, so I started reading this last night. It's called Astounding, and it is a biography about this guy who um, invented um, a sci-fi magazine back in the day called oh. Astounding. He uh, he worked with like people like L. Ron Hubbard when L. Ron Hubbard was a um, science fiction writer, mm-hmm. and he's the first person that um, L. Ron Hubbard tested Dianetics on because oh. this guy had um, like insomnia and stuff, and he was really trying to fix his mind. And so L. Ron Hubbard came to him with this. So it's really interesting if you like science fiction writing from that period, like the Twilight Zone and all of those kind of things. I think you'd probably like it. He's also the guy who wrote the short story or the novella that The Thing is based on. Oh. So that's his story. And it's a pretty interesting book. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Do you have anything else? No. Um, what'd you eat? What did I eat? Okay. I'll, I mean, you, I'll tell you a pathetic thing I ate. Cool. Last night I was so... You know when you're real desperate for a snack? <laughs> And you're like, what can I do? Yes. So I had some Crispix cereal. Oh, why did you have Crispix? Well, first of all, I like Chex and okay. I like Crispix. I like that cereal. Yeah. It's good to me. And I, I decided that I was going to make um, Chex mix, but with Crispix. Oh. So I, I there was a recipe on the back, but I didn't have everything because you know, you need like Cheez-Its and pretzels and whatever. Right. I just had the cereal. And so I like, because those things, the recipes are like 10 cups of, of 
cereal, 10 cups of Cheez-Its. It's like a huge bowl. It's like a huge bowl, right? Because you're making it for a party. And not just your So I just self. had to like, make, yeah, exactly. I had to like modify the recipe. So I made like homemade Chex Mix basically with nothing but the cereal. Wait, so it was just the savory cereal. It was just the savory cereal that I wanted crunch. I wanted something salty and crunchy. So did you like toast it in the oven? What'd you do? Uh, no, I microwaved. Because there was a microwave recipe. Desi. <laughs> Wait, what did you? What were the ingredients in well, this? Well, the ingredients are butter, like garlic salt, which I had garlic powder, but I added salt. Yeah, and then the secret ingredient is Worcestershire. <laughs> I do think I added too much Worcestershire because it was hard to break that down because it was such a small amount anyway. Yeah. So I'd probably put too much, but I like Worcestershire. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, seasoning. Yeah, it is. So, but it was pretty satisfying, and. You microwaved it. Look, How? I'll tell you why I microwaved it. Because I, I have a vintage stove. Okay. It's like an O'Keefe and Merritt stove. And the gas, the gas light has been acting up. I have to get it fixed. So my oven wasn't turning on last night. Oh. So I was going to toast it. I would have toasted. I would never microwave something like this. But by that point, the game was already <laughs> happening. And I had no choice but to microwave it. I would have definitely toasted it. Oh, you were watching basketball. Yes, but that wasn't really why. I just get, I like a snack around 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Traditionally, around that time when I'm going to bed. I do too. I want a snack. I do While too. I'm watching TV at the end of the day. Just a little something. Yeah. Anything. I made a good snack last night. I what? recreated my favorite smoothie. Ooh. Remember we always used to go to Punch Bowl? Yes. In Los Feliz? I love it. Okay. The mango smoothie at Punch Bowl is like my favorite smoothie and it's like a spicy one. With like the chili lime? Yeah. So I recreated that last night. It's, I mean, I just looked at their menu and saw like the ingredients that's like listed on the smoothie. What were the ingredients? It's coconut water, frozen mango, a squeeze of lime. It said coconut butter, but I just used unsweetened shredded coconut because that's coconut butter is like coconut cream. So I was like, well, I just bump up the coconut flavor, put some shredded unsweetened coconut. And then it said nectar. So I substituted that for a date because I just assume that's like simple Sweet. syrup yeah. or something. So I just to bump up the sweetness, I put in a date and I, I said lime, a uh, cayenne pepper mm. and you blend it and it's fucking delicious. Yeah, I love it's mango. It's a good smoothie. I made a similar one that I stole from Creations menu. Yeah. So I used frozen banana, pineapple juice, frozen mango, frozen pineapple. And then I bought this um, chili lime seasoning from Trader Joe's and I sprinkled it on top mm. of this. So it was like it was like that frozen, it was like that mango with the chili yeah. and salt. And it was also very good. But I like the coconut. So it sounds like similar to yours, but I use pineapple instead of coconut. Yeah. Instead of different. And I'm not that big of a pineapple. I'm picky about pineapple. Oh, I love pineapple. I mean, I like it. It's just that it makes my mouth itch. Oh, that's like you have some kind of allergy. With kiwi. I have that too. No, I I, I don't think I'm allergic to it per se so much as it's just that the fruit acids are so strong in both of those fruits that they just bother my mouth. Really? Oh, wow. So maybe I have some kind of sensitivity. It sounds like a little bit more than just the acid. Yeah. Like, and all, if there's pineapple, like, I mean, I've like bought pineapple, cut up pineapple and eaten it before, whatever. 
I just need pineapple to be like cooked. Like if oh, I mean, it like, probably makes it sweeter and less acidic. Yeah, like I could do like a grilled pineapple. I love pineapple for like a dessert. Like that's better to me. But like just plain, like I have a hard time with it. But you admit the flavor is very good. Yes, I like the if flavor. The, if the acid didn't bother you, it just you. burns my mouth yeah. when I eat it. No, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, and kiwi especially. Ugh. Well, kiwi isn't worth it, but pineapple yeah, is really delicious. Exactly. <laughs> like pineapple, you can do stuff with. Kiwi, I feel like the flavor is not even... I've had some good kiwi, but it's definitely a hit or miss. And if I had some irritation with it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't even bother. I just feel like the flavor is like... It's not that distinct enough of a flavor to me. No, there's a lot of tropical fruits that I don't really care for. And I actually... Tropical fruits are are my actually my favorite kind of fruit, specifically papaya, which is funny because I know you don't like papaya. I hate it. It's my fa- I think it's my favorite. That's one of the most disappointing moments in my life. Mm. <laughs> I I had lo- wanted papaya my whole life, mm. and that's just I'll never forget that first bite and how it. awful it was. I love it's it. my cilantro. I think I have like the you, genetic thing. I think some people have that with papaya, but I love all kinds of. I like Hawaiian papaya. I like Mexican papaya. I do like green papaya. I have had that, and that was fine. Like for a salad. Well, like the Thai salad, like the green papaya salad. Right. That's fine. That's it's different. when it's ripe and orange. Mm. That was what killed me. Mango is one of my favorites, though. And I love passion fruit. I don't know if that's tropical. It is. I love passion fruit. I I love mango. I just. I can't touch the skin. I'm allergic to the skin. Oh, so you have some allergy thing going on with certain I must, fruits. But mango is, mango, it's not that uncommon to be allergic to the skin because it has the same compound that poison oak does in the oh, skin. Oh, really? Yes. I've never heard that. Like if I touch mango skin, I have to wash my hand immediately after. Holy shit. So if I go to the grocery store and like pick out a mango or whatever... As soon as I get home, I have to like wash my hands. I've never had anything from it. Yeah. Or like if I slice a mango, like I can't just eat it right out of the peel. Damn. It'll make me like get covered in a rash. Oh my gosh. Well, wherever it touched. Um, But I love mango. Yeah. Especially super ripe. Yum. Mm. So uh, yeah. And then other than that, we just ate two gigantic sandwiches from GML's in Atwater. It was really good. They I were liked good. It. I really liked the bread there. I, I'm always scared to get a um, sub sandwich or a hoagie or whatever because I, I, I need it to be a certain way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they did it the way that I wanted it though. Yeah, I liked it. It was the right way. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I ate. Yeah, that's Nothing it. exciting. That, those are the two most noteworthy things besides... Oh, the, well, we did go to Olive Garden. Right, we're not going to talk about that. That's behind a paywall. <laughs> If you want to hear about Olive Garden, you have to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, that's the show. Uh, yeah. All we'll right. See we'll you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.